0: hello 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 welcome back to ready set free podcast with your host kai wilson where i want you to be financially free physically free spiritually free and emotionally free welcome back everybody i'm glad to have you here um i'm going to give a couple shout outs today i've gotten um, a lot of responses from people lately and i haven't been giving all my shout outs so i'm going to name a couple names uh, we have Sharita. Um, Sister Sharita lives in Washington, DC. She reached out to me with some comments about a show, one of the episodes and some recommendations. I also want to say thank you to um, Jean. Uh, she as well contacted me about, I don't even know which episode. It was an episode I was talking about my garden in my yard. So I don't even remember which episode, but thank you very much. And I had another listener response from Erica. Thank you very much, Erica. I don't remember what the comment was, but I do remember being contacted by Erica. So thank you very much. And, uh, you know, keep the comments coming. I think I'm up to about four show topic requests. So I am working on them. I have written them all down, but of course it takes a while. We only do a week of show, a show a week, so. I will get to those requests, but thank you guys very much for interacting with me. I appreciate it. Okay, today we have a new topic, uh, kind of a new topic. Uh, Same topic, new focus. How about that? And for today, I have a special guest. She is a new friend of mine. So I've only known her about a month, maybe. I don't even think it's been a whole month coming up on a month, but this is a marvelous woman. Um, You guys may know that I I attended a retreat last month called the Wild Women of Hemp Retreat. I had a phenomenal time. It was an experience of a lifetime. I was able to get a lot of information. I kind of went a little bit blindsided. I thought I knew what I was going for. I thought I knew what the retreat was about, but I got so much more than what I thought I was going to receive. So I really appreciated that retreat. Um, It was hosted by um, Dr. Portia Fulford. So shout out to her for having this retreat for us. And so today I brought on my new sister, Miss Cecile Edwards. Um, She also attended the retreat with me. Cecile, thank you so much for coming.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm excited about this conversation. Yay, we're going to blow some socks off with this one. As you guys, you guys know, I don't normally do ratchet. I don't do a lot of bashing and I don't want you guys to think this is really a bashing. Um, but if you feel like it is bashing, it's probably because it may step on some toes and hurt some feelings and it's, we're going to be kind of real here. So, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, Cecile, let me see. I'm trying to read because I can't hardly see right now, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Cecile is a Renaissance woman with a wellness education company called Evolution Solutions. She is currently, I'm not going to say your age, she is a mature woman and she has a 13-year-old daughter. (laughs) She loves to travel. She loves to care for herself at home and read. And she is really passionate about women and family wellness. So this topic definitely fits in. She is going to be a um, a great addition to this episode to talk about this topic. So thank you again, Cecile. Go ahead and tell everybody what you'd like to say and share your podcast too.
1: Oh, yes. Thank you so much, I think this is a great topic, a great um, platform. And, you know, wellness is about everything, every area of your life, right? And finances is no different. And we really have to look at the ways that um, all of the areas intersect. Right, so whether it's our physical wellness and our finances, our relationships and our finances, what we eat in our life, all of that intersects what we think in our finances, all of that intersects. And so, you know, I um love having these conversations because it brings to light different things that we may not have thought about, and we can really um really get to work some things out because sometimes we need to hear some things straight up in order Mm. to risk start to break up and break down in our mind and in our system right and i'm very grateful to have had many women and men along the way who have said things to me that i did not had not ever heard and this retreat was no different like you know dr portia gives it to you straight (laughs) you know straight the very clear very um vivid and it's just like it, you know exactly what she's saying, even though you may not have ever heard it before, you know what is being said. And so, I'm so happy to have been around women like Kai and all the other ladies that were there because it really was a perfect blend of people. <laughs> yeah, we, at...
0: we had one of
1: everything, <laughs> <laughs> we did, we really did. Um, and it was interesting. And my podcast, um, you know, talks about mommy matters based on my personal work in my personal advocacy work around um, motherhood and getting people to see motherhood in a different light. Um, and so we talk about wellness, self-care, intergenerational healing, parenting, differently conscious parenting, um, and all of those topics uh, for for people to really just have a different perspective. And so you can find me on basically all of the platforms, Spotify, uh, Google, all of that. So.
0: So, look for Cecile on Mommy Matters. Of course, you guys know I'll share all her information in the show notes. So, without further ado, um, this is how I'm going to give a little background of why this topic and how we got to this topic. Okay, so we went to the retreat together. Like I said, I kind of knew what I was expecting, I kind of got some surprise gems. Um, Dr. Portia is very straightforward. Like she said, there's, you know, What's this straight no chaser she's real straight no tracer. Um, So we had several seminars with her where we sat down and she she uh, kind of lecture style teaching lecture style, um, where she talked about it was primarily about agriculture. And her personal journey through agriculture, how she got where she's gotten, Um, she's coaching us how to grow in agriculture if we desire, um, how to grow other businesses, how to become a conglomerate. We did uh, credit classes, personal credit. We did some business credit. We we just, she covered a lot of stuff. So we were there for
1: five days. And we did spirituality and business. And- very central to the conversation because Mm -hmm. it's it's inseparable quite frankly Yep.
0: yep it was a very well-rounded retreat (laughs) so
1: um but anyway
0: so one uh at one point I don't remember what day we were in but at one point the focus turned to because her passion is women she's very clear about that she's very passionate about uplifting women getting women to higher levels and you know just advancing women Um, black women too. Um, But at one, one point of one of these lectures, she got to, Hey, we gotta, we gotta keep this real. The thing that typically has hurt women the most overall, and, you know, again, we're speaking from our experiences because she and I are both, um, we are both melanated women, or we're all three, um, that it typically tends to be relationships with men, that either drag us down or hold us back or keep us in the same place or are not helping us move forward where we could move if we weren't trying to help the world, save the world, you know, do whatever else, uplift them. So yeah, we had this. And and when she says it, of course, it's kind of a, a splash of cold water in your face. For me, it was, um, I had only met Portia very recently Uh, I had only been following her on Facebook. I think when I signed up, I don't think it had been a full six months, to be honest. I probably had met her three or four months before. So I had been listening to her online and it took me a minute to really, really listen, hear and accept what she was saying. Um, Mm -hmm. You got to hear and accept it. And then you have to really sit down with the information that she said and dissect it and digest it and analyze your situation or other situations you may have witnessed or lived in or whatever. So, um, so yeah, that's what, you know, she was coaching us on some of the do's and don'ts. And she really was challenging us to look at these relationships and what would you say survey or study how they affect Mm -hmm. us
1: financially? Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, if you have a, basically, if you have, and it's not even just about um, necessarily putting out money, it's a way that you even think about, right? So if you are a woman who feels like, you know, and everybody has their own way of seeing things and living. Um, However, anything, uh, the core thing that I get out of it is that if it takes you out of your power seat, then it's probably not something that you should be Invested in, right? And so, if you're a woman who has a man that is taking care of you, for example, does that mean that if he leaves, that you have nothing? Mm, (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? That's not a good thing. Right. So, that has taken you out of your power seat and, you know, given all of your power basically financially over to that. And that's not balanced. That's not okay. And so, when you look at it that way, you really start to ask yourself harder questions. you start to search for information so like the information about trusts and um, setting up your your self after even not being here on earth was one that was very intriguing to mm-hmm. me you know, because it's not something that we often think about. you know oftentimes in fact many of us have just lived for the day type situation. And let's just be honest with that. It's like, oh, you can't you can't go with it. No, you can't go with it, but you damn sure worked hard as hell for it while you were here. So you don't want it to be squandered,
0: right? You don't want it to disappear overnight.
1: <laughs> you don't want it to disappear overnight. And as much as we may look at some of these wealthy families, like the, the Rothschilds and these, you know, families like that, at the end of the day, they ensure that their wealth perpetuates, you know? And um, who doesn't want that? I mean, if that's one less thing that your family can have off of its plate, then why not? You know, because we're always going to need some means of exchange. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's dollars or it's, you know, sand on the beach, <laughs> it's still going to need, there's something that has always been there to exchange. And so, elevating our mindset in that way was the, the central thing that I got out of everything, you know, and um, I, I think that again, that is a important conversation, and it is not only for people who have, have money, because I'm not wealthy, but I know that I will be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so when I get there, I already have, I've already been primed in this conversation to be able to now seek out what it is that I need, or to set up what I need to set up now that I can, and then elevate it once I get to a different level. And so. I think that that mindset, you know, and really being able to stay in your power seat as a woman around your finances and not just relinquishing everything or trying to, to, um, take care of everybody, (laughs) you know, know, levels and I've probably been on different, different levels. And
0: she did specifically talk about the men, but then she talked about everyone else too. Mm-hmm. feeling like you know your parents feel like you got to do for them and these people feel like your kids 25 30 years old they feel like you got to keep doing for them and she yeah. did kind of spread it out you're right I love that um the power what was the power position yes uh, position. I in,
1: your power. I in your power as a person and I've been through all, literally through all of that so I know <laughs> what it's like especially when it comes to your family right? Because we often have this notion, I'm, I'm considered, you know, first generation having gone to college and, you know, all of that mm-hmm. for my mom and dad anyway. And so that brings with it all kinds of interesting considerations of what people think that you can do not just financially, but also your mental, like, you know, like mm-hmm. they bring you all kinds of stuff, applications, or what does this mean? That I went to college for four years. I don't know everything. Right. I'm not, <laughs> I went
0: for a business, so I can't diagnose your finger problem. I don't, <laughs> that didn't come with my degree. That wasn't included.
1: part so. of the equation. You know what I'm saying? And you still have responsibility for yourself, irrespective of whether or not somebody in your family if I had, I have nurses in my family. You know what I'm saying. I have doctors in my family. But guess what? I still take responsibility for myself. If anything I'm going to come to you with questions that, based on information that I found, so that we can have a conversation. I'm not looking for you to give me, you know what I'm saying, and and have anybody have full responsibility over my life. I don't think that that's something that I could ever do again. I've I've been there, you know, having the whole situation of. A man, you know, taking care and all of that. I that's not that's not my personal stake in life, (laughs) like me personally. But yeah, I think that that's a a huge conversation that I know I've had a lot for a lot of years. But I don't think that a lot of people really understand the 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 power of that conversation because really what it comes down to is people want you to take care of them Mm -hmm. they don't want to take care of themselves and that's a very dangerous thing for both yourself and the people that you're taking care of like Mm -hmm. yeah
0: she really pointed out to me that again that power position saying don't relinquish your power and then you just said the second part you're responsible for yourself like I'm only really responsible for myself and my daughter. She's a minor. I gave birth to her. So I'm responsible for her at least until she's 18. Um, mm-hmm. But it's yeah. everything you just said. People call you for either financial stuff, people call you for, you know, just what answer questions, help them find, re- I get a lot of calls for people wanting me to help them find resources. Which I don't really mind sometimes. If I have a minute or two, I can help you, but it's not necessarily my responsibility. Like I can give you a couple of referrals. I can direct you to some websites or something. But then from there, you gotta realize that you have to take it. It's your this is not my project. <laughs> you you've got to take your project and run with it wherever it's going. I can't uh what is what does she say? They knock you off your track. So you're heading exactly. one way, they knock you off your track because they wanna use
1: their stuff instead of your own. Yeah,
0: they yeah. want you to focus on bettering them and not bettering yourself. Maybe that and happens. that is very That's- dangerous because then we tend to either go backwards or we mm-hmm. stand still. We we stop focusing on what we should be doing and need to be doing, and we give our resources over to these other people. And then you know it can get very ugly sometimes.
1: And you know what it really comes down. Well, and this is my view of this right because i always look at the energy of things other these things right Mm -hmm. So when you're over there doing stuff for others and taking your course away from your own stuff it's almost like you're looking you're you want somebody else to say oh she did that for me right instead Mm -hmm. of saying um you know to yourself i did that for myself there's nothing the, the best Speech that I seen recently was Snoop Dogg. I don't remember what. um Yeah, this is hilarious. He got a award for something or another. I don't even remember what it was. And you know how people be thanking all these people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he said he thanked God, and then he said, "I want to say thank you to myself for myself because I did that or something like that." And I was cracking up, and I said that is so real though. That is, you know. Yeah, because at the end of the day, someone can give you information. This is why I'm never scared to share information because I always say, I can give somebody information, that doesn't mean they're gonna run with it, <laughs> right? So I'm not scared to give the information. Somebody can give you information, but you still have to take that baton and run with it. You know, you still have to do something with it in order for it to be successful, right? So that, that person is a part of the conversation, but you're actually doing it, and going through the struggle you need to thank yourself more often for all the stuff that you do nobody's gonna thank you as much as you're to that's that's just the bottom line that's the way i see it anyway
0: right no i'm with i'm i'm with him too i'd like to i, I need to get up and give my next speech i need to thank myself for myself so, you know i'm a one-woman show over here so let- Okay, I know it. I'm one-woman show. I'm not financed by anybody. I'm not backed by anybody. Hello. This is a one-woman show. I'm running it all over here.
1: Yes, ma'am. You and I both. So i just be like, look, huh. and this is why I have time for people in their shenanigans and people think that I'm mean and all, And that's the other part. People are definitely going to think that you're mean. You're B-I-C-T-H. Did I spell that right? B-I-C-T-H. <laughs> <laughs> and all this other stuff and it's like no you're just protecting your energy because you don't have that time and that energy to be spreading it thin you know what I'm saying with people and is that when people because I, I was just told that recently
0: I forgot how it was said to me I, it, it, it wasn't the b word but they said something about I can have a mean streak or something something to that effect and I'm thinking mm. I wasn't offended by it but I'm like does that bother you because I'm not gonna put up with your BS? Like you're pointing this out. Are you pointing it out because I'm not gonna accept it. And so it bothers you. So maybe you're trying to put it out there or make me feel bad about it. Or I'm not really sure how I was supposed to take it but I was like, you know, I I agreed. I was like, yeah, you're right. When I've had enough, I, I've had enough. I'm very clear to tell people when I've had yeah. enough. I'm, I'm very clear with that. <laughs> yeah. It's quite frankly,
1: you shouldn't even have to get to the point where you've had enough. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where is the consideration that we have for one another? Where is the where's the consideration that we have for, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I tell my friends all the time, don't make me the cause of anything that you feel like is burdening you. If you feel like you don't want to do something, I will not be offended.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't
1: do it. Because right. I'm going to tell you, saying, I'm not going to do nothing I don't want to do, period. Right. <laughs> like, you know that's not the that's not the um oftentimes we as black women can can do that. you know what I'm saying It's like we take one another's good graces for granted mm-hmm. and I, I I think that that is um it's tragic in so many ways
0: was right. it on the retreat that we had it, it must have been was it Kimberly somebody at the
1: retreat was talking about the takers
0: do you remember this were you in that conversation that we had I may not have
1: been, but I may have been we, we talked about so many things I'm still processing. I, know.
0: <laughs> I can't somebody who was there with us I was in a discussion somewhere and they were talking about the takers and maybe it was even I'm calling all these names but you know maybe it was Kenora I can't remember but somebody's like The takers, they just take, they take their, like, they're fat rats. They'll just keep eating, keep eating, keep, there's like no, what, what animal is it? The fish that'll eat itself to death, just overstuff itself and explode. They were Uh. like, you know, some people function like the fish. They'll just keep taking and taking and taking and taking. They don't even need it anymore. They don't want it, but because they can get it or it's free, it's easy. Just keep taking and taking and taking and taking and taking. I was in a discussion on the, at the retreat, somebody, and they were they were using that analogy and they were calling them the takers. Literally, that's the word they said, the takers. So.
1: Yeah. And then we, and frankly, we all know people like that. I know people, I can think of the people in my family like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can think of people like that. And that energy comes from, you know, desperation, not feeling good about themselves and feeling like they can create what they want. And you don't want to feed into that energy, you know? Mm. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So some of the things i learned um again that not losing the power seat that 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 one's going to stick with me forever um i have actively worked on boundaries so that has been a big one for me boundaries um what else you know and the other assignments of course she gave us other assignments that we should work on for other business purposes but that power, posi- power seat, power positioning, not losing your power. Um, something else she kept saying, which resonated with me was how will they serve me? Like, mm-hmm. I, I would have never before going to that retreat really thought that like, I, not intentionally kind of thought that, I guess. I can't mm-hmm. say I've never thought how can somebody help me, but you know, she was very clear how can they serve me? <laughs> she was very clear with that word, serve me. Um, and, you know, that's just not how we're brought up here in this culture. It is opposite. Right. This, this culture yes. upbringing is how we serve everyone else. And she was very clear that that is upside down thinking. And
1: right. in, in my and i may be wrong about this but the way that i see that is in serving it's like there's, there's a responsibility in the way that that energy is used it's not like you're using the person Mm-mm. right? it's no. this thing and just like when you serve people you do it from your heart and you're giving your energy to that thing freely you know um but the issue is is that we overserve right? And so where our energy is dogged out, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about how can something serve me, it's like, how can this energy be mutually beneficial exactly. for this um, exchange, this transaction, you know? And when you think about things, and I think that that's one of the things that I've taken away too, is the way that we define things. And I've always said this, but I didn't really think about this in terms of business words. But things like transaction and how we transact things and mm-hmm. you know understanding language and how it's used um and ensuring that we can twist it to empower us instead of so i I now look at you know uh wealthy billionaires similarly you know what I'm saying or differently because before you know I was of the mindset of oh they' this and that and it's like you know that's not entirely true <laughs> you know what i'm saying there's more to the story that yes they provide um work for people um and furthermore when you think that way you can you don't think in the terms of you can become a billionaire and become a socially and environmentally responsible one because you can't you absolutely can Mm -hmm. It's almost like we when we look at people who are wealthy in a certain way we limit ourselves in the way that we see our ability to do things. And that's a um, that's an important consideration in terms of our energy and the way that we hold it. So
0: yeah, thank you for clarifying that because Yeah. When I, I just got caught on the serve me, but it's not, it's exactly what you said. It's not serve me. Like what am I going to take from you? How am I going to just, but what is the mutual gain for both of us? What is the transaction? Um, she is very, uh, deliberate with what you will receive and what I will receive. You know, let's talk this out and let's negotiate. So that one person is not taking advantage of the other person, that it's a mutual gain for both people. Um, Even recently, I don't know where I was, but recently somebody was giving me this whole lecture again, or they were doing, they weren't lecturing me. I just witnessed it, but the whole lecture of (laughs) the woman doing all this stuff and she was doing all this stuff and the husband was working and all this. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. So, you know, and I'm thinking what Dr. Porsche has told us. I'm like, so she works a full-time job, just like you work a full-time job, but then she's supposed to also manage the entire house all the cooking, all the cleaning, rearing the children, running the errands. I was like, no, that sounds like she has two or three jobs and you have one job. I'm and like,
1: we're still raising a child, just one child raising one child is three jobs. Right. Right. So,
0: right. so but then, you know, using her words, I'm like, this is not mutual. Like it's not. she's doing well, 10 times more work than what you're doing.
1: Yeah.
0: So, now, Mm-hmm. I said, so how could that be beneficial? Right, right. And how are you truly
1: serving your family when you really just burned out? When you're running oh. on a journey?
0: And that was my response in that conversation. I said, how is she supposed to uh, maximize her relaxation and rest time? How does she live in her femininity, femininity if she's just going to be burnt out all the time? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, there's no yeah. way a person that's doing... All these jobs, all these positions,
1: can be rested. No, I, I know for a fact it's not possible because I've been there, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> been there, done that. This is, you know, a lot of stuff is from personal experience too. I'd be like, oh, child, I would never do that again. But it's really an un, un, um, an awakening to your worth, your self worth, mm-hmm. to being a sovereign, a sovereign woman. Um, And understanding that sovereign doesn't mean that you're selfish, it just means that you value yourself and what you're capable of and what you deserve and what you desire, you know, and being able to to steer your ship, you know, without the hindrance of someone else. And I think that oftentimes, um, women, you know, we come up with so much opposition when we try to do certain things. Mm-hmm. but it's like you kind of have to be first of all I've I've definitely have been learning the art of moving in silence <laughs> um this past year because I'm just like you know Pete you know yeah you really have to master that art of moving in silence because mm-hmm. even you know, it's just people ears don't need to hear everything that you need to do. You just need to pop up with it
0: done. <laughs> and I love saying? when I get all these random calls of people mm. I haven't even talked to, heard from in long, and they're like, "Hey, what's what are you up to?"
1: And I'm mm. like, "Yeah, hey,
0: how you been doing too? What's how's your mom?" You know, people literally just call me on the phone and just like, "What you what are you doing?" I'm like, well, "What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What am I doing?" And it. I don't think I'm always trying to quote unquote, move in silence. It's just, if I haven't talked to you in six months and yeah, you probably don't know what I'm doing, but just to call me to pry, like don't call just to pry now go on guard. That's that I'm on guard immediately when somebody does that. And I'm like, okay, if you just calling me and you haven't talked to me in months and, months and months and months. And your first question is, what am I doing? Like financially or whatever. Nah, That's weird. Well, that's Definitely. when I go to the move in silence. Now I'm going, no, I'll give you a BS answer. I'll be like, oh yeah, I bought some books. I bought a ship yesterday. You know, I just right. give whatever type of answer. I'm not about to entertain what I'm doing because right. randomly showed up.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I, I think that that, and it's not even just, it's a, it's at any stage of your development of things, right? And it of course it also depends on your, your your how strong you are you know in yourself um but you could be nursing an idea this just, just in the mental stage
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I'm saying and maybe you have somebody I pray that you know we have people that we can talk to about anything at any stage and they're supportive that's what oh, I would absolutely hope.
0: but you know that's so, my my four closest friends <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not one of those four I'm not gonna tell you everything I'm doing you know I don't even know if it's really four you know one called me this morning she's the number one spot but yeah I just those conversations are very limited to certain people
1: yeah yeah I mean it teaches you it teaches you a lot it teaches you the art of cultivating good relationships it all teaches you the art of being a good friend mm-hmm. and a good Person to be in a relationship with, um, It we can do a lot um, because we do need relationships in order to thrive and to thrive. Um, but those close relationships can become real uh, interesting, you right. know, depending on the stage that you're in with that person and what, what you're trying to do. If you're trying to do something that's like, do to dude, or something like that, or what is considered, big, right? perception of that is different. And that is one thing that was discussed on the retreat, you know, mm-hmm. that sometimes closest to you or the people that you think would have your back are some oftentimes the people who don't. And that's something that
0: you know is what's that is, old saying? Keep your friends near but your enemies nearer. Something like
1: that. Yeah. Keep those your those ones are
0: closer,
1: friends closer, something like that. I don't yeah. remember <laughs> I know that I've heard many people who have achieved a certain level of success say the same exact thing. And that's always intriguing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's very intriguing.
0: So something else that I learned on the retreat. (laughs) Remember when she said, Dr. Portia said, quit calling everybody your friend. Remember when she said that? Quit calling everybody. Everybody (laughs) is not your friend. This one is... She had yeah, like four categories. Yeah, I, I can't remember her
1: categories, but this person is your associate, huh? associate. I said an acquaintance, an associate, a business, you know, transaction. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course, people are going to be kind in business transactions because people look at people's personality and before they do business with them. Right? Right. I right. mean, the person is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To
0: be a whole different damn person. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was that. I love when she said that. And um, lesson learned, you have to. Well, how did she say this too? Stick to the people on your level. She didn't say on your level. Well, she did kind of say that. As you rise to certain levels, you can't necessarily run with people that aren't at that level. They're not going to understand your moves. It, huh? Absolutely. Yeah,
1: both. Said, energetically. Energetic,
0: yeah. spiritually, uh, financially, they're, just, they're not going to understand. Yeah. And yeah. they're either going to um, negate what you're doing or they're going to speak negative or be negative about it or try to convince you that what you're doing isn't right because they don't understand it or that's not where they're at. Well,
1: so,
0: there's two parts to this,
1: right? One is that um one you you realize how your journey is your own. So mm-hmm. a lot of your journey is on your own with, with yourself and you yep. and between you and God, as we say, you and God. But you also can trust that when you do level up, there will be people there. You know what I'm saying? At the next level. Like it's not always going to just be lonely, quote unquote. You know, you'll find other people there. and you you may have to you know leave some people behind yeah so and that's okay too
0: that's okay if that's what you got to do that's what you gotta do it's uh whether it's lonely at the top
1: you gotta do what it do yeah you gotta make it do what it do so and it's, it's interesting because some people will try to buy people bring them with them you know what i'm saying like this is why i think a lot of times people would like do all this extra stuff to take care of people and all this other stuff and it's like you know you're not really buying them into a different consciousness you're just buying them into stuff Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) buying their time yeah buying their time
1: time. you know this is why you have to study wealthy people like i love um lebron james and the way that he he built his empire because he's still around a lot of people he was with but he employed them and they had to sort of they had they had to level up <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying it, it was just an interesting thing where he's still around a lot of the same people he's around very different people too but his team leveled up mm-hmm. you know it's like they leveled up mentally as well um energetically as well you know with them so, so I, I saw find this that-
0: I I just witnessed this happen firsthand last week, as a matter of fact, last weekend, Uh, a friend of mine, he does very well. Uh, He's a fellow agent, but he owns several businesses. He probably owns three major businesses right now. He's doing very well financially. And last weekend, he flew, he's not originally from Georgia. So last Mm -hmm. weekend... Some of his friends that live here locally and his friends from his hometown, which I don't even remember where the hometown was. He flew them in and he actually, um, he did something similar to what Dr. Portia did. He flew them in and he like set them up on how to become successful business owners. He used his models as an example. So he's like, look, this is how I did it. I'm going to give you the exact blueprint. I'm going to give you everything you need to go back to where you're at or live or whatever. And you can duplicate this. And I'm your friend. You can use me to duplicate it. Um, He said he used his personal friends as a tester because he wants to roll the program out where he can sell it to other people. But he did it for his own friends for free. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, he's going to follow them step one through 10 or, you know, whatever it is. I wasn't there at the program. Um, but yeah, same thing. He's like, Hey, I don't want to be here by myself and I can't buy you to the limp to where I'm at. So I got to get you to be self-sufficient so you can be at this level on your own regard. And again, what we just said earlier, you did it yourself. I didn't do it for you. I gave you the information. I gave you the steps and you did it yourself.
1: You'll appreciate it better. Oh, that's like good old-fashioned hard work you know and that's another thing that I love about Dr. Portia because she's like listen let's just take work <laughs> you know what I'm saying ain't no you know because and I think this is such an important lesson because a lot of times people see people who have quote-unquote made it um and it's like it's just like I was the example I was giving about being a college student and now people think that you know everything but do you understand what I had to go through in college like I had to deal with Staying up all night, you know, the gate in the, the freshman fifteen or whatever. For some people, it, for me, it was like thirty, but that's another conversation. <laughs> you know, um, dealing with racist professors. Mm-hmm. Okay, dealing with racist uh, uh, people. Let you go to class with your classmates. What school were you at? In Rutgers University.
0: Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah, I was HBCU, so. Oh, okay. Well, different me, experience. <laughs> Payne College
1: in Augusta, Georgia. Payne College. Payne College. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. You know, all like you got to deal with all that crap, you know, and it's so like you. That's all that whole pick your brain thing—people be wanting to pick your brain. It's like, David, it's not just a pick of the brain. I've been through some things to get to this. <laughs> You know, so that's why I said that experience at the retreat. I you know, I had to keep on thinking that because I'm like, this is not information that people would just give away.
0: Look, I bought the t-shirt. I literally bought the t-shirt. Uh the t-shirt says on it, I'm always expensive, so please stop asking when I'm free.
1: Right. I'm never free. <laughs> Listen, okay. If it if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense mm. at this point. Mm -mm. Okay, if you need somebody that's been with me for a while, you know, you know, it it's it just is what it is, you know, and this is again, this is what anybody is with family (laughs) too. Quite frank frankly, you know. So yeah. And family, by the way, is not just people to share blood with, it's it's people that, you know, because I've made great connections with people who I don't share blood with Mm -hmm. and I consider them family. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's true. You don't know where your tribe is gonna come from.
1: No.
0: You don't know. I have good relationships with people I never imagined that we would, you know, gel so well. And then there's people that have been there forever. And I'm like, man, we are really growing apart. You know, they're on yeah. one, they're on one track and I'm on a totally separate track.
1: Right. And you just don't have the same considerations. And that's, you know, that's difficult for women like us. Like, I, cause I know, I've always known that I think different. Cause people will be saying things or doing stuff. And I'll be like, this is retarded. Why would I do that? <laughs> and it would be like the quote unquote trend or what everybody else is doing. And I'm just like, this is dumb. I don't, I don't want to do that. Look,
0: <laughs> you know? I knew that about you from the situation that happened to you when we took the trip. Another oh. woman look, I know women that would have handled that so differently than how you handled it. I would have handled it similar to you. I would not have been all irate and upset, but you still handled it even better than I would have and I, I'm a roll with the punches type of girl, but I was like, no, this is this girl's about it, boy. you was not worried about that scenario.
1: Listen, I was trying to enjoy my time. It had been too long since being around people and I was around my type of people. Mm -hmm. I was like, this airline is not going to mess with my life. But trust me, I leaned in afterwards. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) On the way back to the airport, you started, but you waited them five or six
0: days. You're like, oh, no, they're not going to ruin my joy. I'm going to get what I came to get. But
1: when it was Uh, time to get back to that airport, you turned it up. I leaned into the homegirl that's handling my case. As a matter of fact, I'm due to call her this week. Yeah, she was like, because I actually told her manager, I was like, I don't want to work for her no more. So they had to call me like, what's the problem? I said, you all are treating this real nonchalantly. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like that. Well, you may be accustomed to this happening, but this is my stuff is gone forever. And to you, this stuff may not be important, but to me, it's important.
0: Or are, they saying it's, are they saying it's gone
1: forever now? Or is it still misplaced? They're not saying that. They're still using the terminology that it's misplaced or whatever, and they're still searching for it. I said, maybe if y'all ain't find it ain't going to be found. Okay. Look, uh, clothes, those clothes have been worn and washed okay. and reworn again. I could just imagine somebody in my shoes. I had some fly shoes in there, child. I was playing out. I want to look for them. I'm trying to find them again. They're not cheap. They weren't cheap either. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining somebody crusty feet in my damn shoes. But, <laughs> but since
0: you, look, you came to get done. What you came to get done? You let yes. them little shoes bother you. We couldn't tell they were bothering you.
1: No, no, no. It wasn't bothering me. Trust me, I was perfectly fine. But trust me, afterwards, I was yeah, I was leaning in to uh that that airline. But anyway, but it was it was great. It was a great way to learn about, you know, when you get together in certain spaces, certain levels of you just become activated, you know. And for me personally, um, my relationship with money and men have always been one where, because you, sometimes we just, we're looking for social acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. So we're getting married because we think that this socially acceptable, you know what I'm saying? We allow or disallow certain things because it's socially acceptable. If we decide that that's not something that we want, it's like we're battling within ourselves. And if I could say anything, you know, about two women about anything is don't battle inside yourself about what it is you want based Mm -hmm. on what outside is saying. You know what I'm saying? If you know that you want to become wealthy and you're in a relationship with somebody who doesn't value that, good they shouldn't value it when you become wealthy still become wealthy right? <laughs> you know what i'm saying if you don't believe in certain things then don't function that way you know but don't allow somebody else to believe you into or convince you i should mm-hmm. say mm-hmm.
0: sell you they sell, sell you their dream <laughs> that's, that's people. what people people sell you their dreams so you can buy into their dream nope mm-hmm. stick to your own
1: stick to your own it's okay to be in your own class, and you will certainly find other people who um, are different, and you will certainly activate, you know, people to live in their own truth, because that's one thing, you know, you learn about studying wealthy people, they're they're not, they don't function like everybody else. (laughs) And And then what ends up happening is that what they do become the norm. Because they've achieved so much success from being who they are, just simply being who they are, mm-hmm. right? So that's my personal journey at this moment. Just being comfortable, mad comfortable with myself and who I am. Because for so many years, you know, that has been something that has been uh, caused a cause from for people to want to separate from me, and for for quote unquote loneliness. Um, and I say, quote, unquote, loneliness, because, you know, yes, it can be lonely, but it's also a time for you to re-energize in yourself. So, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, that's one of the other lessons that I learned, you know, relearn from the trip. It's okay to be exactly who you are mm, yeah. and you can be successful. You don't yeah. have to be like the myself. So I always, I keep on remembering the the, uh, the last thing that 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 Dr. Portia said. We finna get this money. <laughs> oh, coin, coin. We finna get this. We finna this get this coin, coin. This coin. We finna get this coin. coin. That's
0: her turn. We finna get this coin. <laughs> so, um,
1: I love it. I love. it.
0: Look, I'm gonna put her advertisement out here now because a lot of people are like, I would have gone if I knew about it. I would, didn't tell me blah, blah. Okay, she just announced that she's got the, what's it called, the high tea? was that what it's called, the high tea?
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I love high tea, so you
0: know. It's a tea event at some, it looks like an old mansion in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. give her a plug, but she's got another event coming up. It's going to focus on... Um, it was a, more of a state planning is from what I could tell. So yeah. it's going to focus on estate planning, wills and trust and um, states, you know, a bunch of estate stuff. So uh, the dates are October 29th through November 1st in Memphis, Tennessee. Tickets are that's not off. Huh? I that's, that's just
1: the perfect time now that I think about it because it it's like Halloween next. That- Yep. But anyway, <laughs> So she
0: said tickets will go on sale this week, this coming because it's Sunday right now we're recording. So tickets will go on sale sometime this week. Uh, you can follow one of her pages. She's got several thousands followers. <laughs> follow her, one of her pages or one of my pages. I'll I'll share it. But unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to call people when it goes on sale. I, what did we just say on here? I have to worry about me. I have to take care of me.
1: Yeah. If you get it,
0: if you want it, come get it, if you want that's not my responsibility, (laughs) but, um, you know, we learned a lot. We had a good time. I would suggest if you're able to go to her next event, which she said was limited this time to 50 tickets, I believe. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming it's first come first serve. Uh, So if you're interested, I will venture to say, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I've I never attended agree. her, high, <laughs> I
1: would uh, highly, yeah, I
0: would highly recommend if you I want to agreed. move to the next level. She, you know, I, I talk finance all the time, um, but she definitely is at another level. So no shame in me saying I learned plenty from being around her and looking at her portfolio and how she structured things. So it is a, um, it's a good opportunity. It's a good opportunity. She was very open with us. She was very transparent with us. Um, There was a lot to learn and she shared a lot. So, and she's got a good team. She clearly has a good team working with her for her and behind her, um, which are two of our, what do we call two of our retreat mates have just joined her team. Official. Well, she just took on two other ladies that were at the retreat with us um, as official members and uh, paid capacity on her team. So I would say, be there, be square, and that's my that's my only disclaimer here. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to retell everything we talked about, and as everybody's like, tell me everything you did on the retreat. No, I'm not gonna do that. it was five days out of my day out of my life I I can't regurgitate five days worth of material and some of it you just had to be there I can't retell her story
1: anyway that's her story she has to tell it you can't even even re-go over some of those conversations I mean you're talking about being up at 1 a.m yeah exactly (laughs) being up at 1 a.m just straight shooting the breeze like that exactly yeah yeah stuff comes up that you can't even duplicate in these situations exactly
0: well Cecile thank you very very much I appreciate you coming on
1: absolutely it's my pleasure thank you
0: for having me it's been a great conversation I'm sure I will be seeing you in Memphis right
1: yes ma'am I I, as soon as those tickets go on sale please drop it in that group because I'm gonna need to uh make sure I get my tickets
0: look we were at Six Flags when she did the initial announcement uh do you want to share any last thing I'm gonna put all your information in the show notes um you guys can reach out to Cecile Cecile you're in
1: Jersey right no I mean I'm in New Jersey I am I'm slowly but surely building my business I've been started partnering with other organizations but I do still do my mommy wellness circle and my mommy friend circle and that's actually this Monday coming up but it's every month so you can always check um my link tree if you follow me on instagram at mommy evolve or on facebook you'll see the link tree there and you can sign up for um either of those and i'm a uh, mindfulness coach and so i uh teach mothers various mindfulness activities they can use to resolve and keep their calm um throughout their lives and their days and of course it's always something that you can teach your children which is something that i'm very passionate about so yeah
0: you Okay. Well, thank you very much. You guys know what I'm going to say next. Like, share, subscribe, rate, review. Um, send me any feedback or any recommendations that you continue to have for future shows. I appreciate you listening. This has been another episode of the Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.